Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We continue our series of That One Play today with a really good one that I hope is not lost to Ravens fans of future generations, and that's Mark Ingram's seasoning opening run in 2019 uh, that, that uh, eventually led to that 59-10 to 10, uh, route over the Dolphins. Here to discuss it with me is Mark Seff. Mark, how are you doing? Good, Ken. Uh, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, but first, I wanted to shout out to you, let you know, uh, I've been a longtime listener of yours of the podcasts, and uh, I particularly patiently wait during the season after every game for your articles and podcasts breaking down and grading uh, the offensive line. I think it's the best in the business. I really appreciate that. I appreciate okay. you coming on, Mark. Appreciate you saying some nice things. T tell us why you picked this play. Well, uh, it, it's pretty significant because I think it uh, set, it was a foreshadow of the Ravens uh, record setting run offense for that year. And it also set the tone for uh, that particular game because the Dolphins had to honor after that the Ravens running offense which benefited Lamar greatly. Lots of, uh, lots of uh, uh, trickery in this game. Uh, some two of the three true into the mesh RPOs they ran all season were in this game, and uh, one of them was very successful. So uh, nice to see uh, uh, this come to. I'm sure we're going to hit on a lot of this, but why don't you set up the game in terms of where the Ravens were it's obviously this first play of the season, so it's kind of where they were coming out of 2018. Okay, so uh, if you'll indulge me, I'd like to go back to a couple games in 2018, which will set this up. Now, the Ravens played uh, in Atlanta in 2018. Uh, actually, I have some family in Atlanta, so I took advantage of going to Atlanta. I got tickets for the game went to the game. It was actually my first opportunity to see Lamar live. And I have to tell you, it wasn't pretty. Uh, he fumbled. It was returned for a touchdown. There were two pass plays that I remember. One, there was a short out. Willie Sneed was wide open near the end zone. It wasn't a deep pass. He threw it into the ground. Uh, then Smoke Brown had broken open, wide open, for an easy touchdown. Lamar airmailed it, overthrew him. Uh, you could see Smoke Brown, you know, stop in frustration. He pulled his chin strap. Uh, and I could tell you, I remember texting uh, my brother, 
that his passing's atrocious. This is not an NFL level. I was like really upset. You know, then I thought afterwards, okay, being a little, he's a rookie, being a little too hard. Okay, so next, let's go to the infamous San Diego playoff game, which is another fumbling, stumbling game. Uh, we all know what happened. It got ugly at the end. The crowd was chanting for Joe Flacco to be, you know, to go in. Uh, but I do have to say, at the end of the game, I think in the fourth quarter, he actually played better. I think he hit Crabtree uh, for a couple touchdowns, but the damage has already been done. So we roll into the offseason with the usual, is he an NFL passer? That's all we heard offseason. So then we roll into the beginning of the two, 2019 season, and now we can have some fun because I spent time tearing Lamar down uh, for the magnificent performance he had against the Dolphins. It's a good setup, Mark. I, I want to hit on two points here. One is that John Brown really was the probably kind of the guy who suffered most from Lamar being a quarterback at the end of 2018. He caught only eight of 30 targets down the stretch, uh, which is just awful, uh, you know, 27%. And uh, it was for just over 100 yards in that period. So, you know, less than four yards a target, I believe, or right around four yards a target. Anyway, did not do well in the game started by Lamar. Uh, the Ravens did fine in those games. They won six out of seven, made the playoffs and whatnot, but uh, they had converted themselves to a, to a run offense. That offseason, of course, Lamar worked with his quarterback guru, and he is – the one thing you can say about Lamar Jackson is he's been the guy in terms of uh, showing other players or demonstrating other players how valuable it is to, to work you know, all year round on football. And in particular, he came into 2019 a different player. We saw it in camp. We saw a guy who was just on the mark in terms of, of throwing the football, much more accuracy, um, just threw also a little bit of a tighter ball at that point. Just little things like that, you notice. Um, he had seemed to have some confusion in 2018 about whether it was a run or a pass play and would just take off on, on a high percentage of – uh, you know, 11 on 11 plays. And it's like, it's not really doing a lot, you wouldn't think, to do that. But in 2019, he was a, a focused and very different quarterback. Okay, let me add, I live in the Miami area. And in that offseason, you know, he lives in South Florida. Mm -hmm. I got these local stories about him working out in Boynton Beach. Uh, I know specifically with Hollywood Brown, I think there were, a couple other receivers. So he was working hard. That's the thing, you know, he was trying to improve. So that gave a little more hope that it would turn around in 2019, which it did. Yeah. And it certainly had one of the greatest years ever for, for a quarterback. But let's talk about this play specifically. So Ingram uh, is out of pistol on the first play of the season, correct? Yes. Uh, let me back up and talk about the kickoff. Um, because Justice Hill muffed it at the two yard line. He brought it back to the 11 and Ravens were in the hole. And that's what set up this play. Uh, and in fact, let me add that this game was Lamar's not bad for a running back game. So, um, I'll review the play. 
Want to do that? Okay. Sure. So uh, I think this was a classic Greg Roman run play. He had uh, Nick Boyle was on the left side playing the left tackle. They moved Ronnie Stanley to the right side outside of Orlando Brown. So it's obvious this Unbalanced play was, line. yes, had to go to the right. However, the Dolphins played a vanilla defense. They didn't make any adjustments and they were outnumbered. Now, as you said, the uh, backfield, Lamar was lined up in the, in the pistol. Ingram was right behind him. Pat Ricard was set out a couple feet to the right. So after the snap, Stanley and Brown created a wall, moved to the left, and took out most of the Dolphins' offensive line. There was only one left defensive end of the Dolphins was still there. However, Pat Ricard was there to block him. Mm -hmm. So there was only one Dolphin linebacker to the right to stop Ingram from getting to the second level. Bradley Bozeman, who was playing left guard, made what I think was the key block. He pulled to the right fast enough to seal the edge. And I will tell you, Vince Lombardi came back to me. It was like you had a seal here with Bozeman right. and you had a seal here with Ricard. And it created that seam for Ingram, which is, was his first carry for the Ravens in the first game. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He burst through that hole and ran to daylight 49 yards to the 40-yard line of the Dolphins, game on. And that was the beginning. It certainly was a great run. And and there was there was contact, although not very much in level two. Uh yes. some, so, uh, that that uh, that he ran through, which was good. That you know, needed that. I, I there's two things I'm I'm trying to remember about this. Bozeman's block on the pole, was it a kick out or a seal? Did he go back towards the inside or, or did he kick out to the outside? I think he kicked out to the outside, but that's what it's getting a little technical for me. Yeah. All I know, I you know, I was at the game. I saw him rear up, you know, pull to the outside and just take out that linebacker. Okay. So he, so, so that, now, that was question number two. Question, question, question number one. The second point was, was it a mesh point handoff such that Lamar was waiting a little bit before he let it go to Ingram? Now, I don't think so. I think it was a straight handoff. Uh, it was set up beautifully. And he wanted to get it into Ingram's hands as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And it worked beautifully. Now, can I add... I was at that game. So I saw Lamar the first time in Atlanta live. This is the second time I got to see him live. So, you know, residing in Miami, obviously I don't get to too many live games. Mm -hmm. uh, the crowd 
at the beginning of the play, of course, you know, they're excited. It's the opening uh, play. It, the noise was deafening. After that play, you could hear a pin drop. So that play also took the crowd out of the, the game for the whole game. In fact, it got ugly. At some point, the crowd started booing the Dolphins. And I heard some things, you know, around me that I wouldn't want to repeat in the air. <laughs> this is Dolphin fans saying about the Dolphins. It, it got pretty ugly for them. Sure. Well, it's a, it's a uh, you know, that was a, uh, a difficult game for them. And, and honestly, that Dolphin team didn't end up being all that terrible. They didn't have a good record at the end of the year, but they, but they came back after a pretty miserable start. Um, I, the one thing I remember about that game later, uh, well, I remember lots of things about that game, but one of the things I remember about that game later was, was their coach calling some timeouts ah, at, the end, at the end of the game. You preempted me because I was. Go ahead. Tell <laughs> okay. Us all right. It was uh, at the end, you know, in the fourth quarter, towards the end. Uh, it might have been before the last touchdown pass to Andrews. Or there was another drive. Got to remember, it's a one o'clock September game in Miami. The, on the field, it had to be broiling. Game's over, and all of a sudden, there's a dolphin timeout. Well, I'm really ticked. So, you know, I'm thinking, why would he do this? You'd think he'd want to get off the field as soon as possible. Uh, so I think there were a couple times that, and I will tell you, I read locally that uh, Brian Flores, the coach, mm -hmm. it was his first game. He was ticked off that he thought, you know, uh, RG3 was in the game by then and still throwing the ball. He was just ticked off. They were running it up. And that was his way of punishing the Ravens. And I, I have to say it was a pretty low class move to do that. I think he's punishing his own team more than he's punishing and his own Ravens. team and let's, his own team. Let's go back because we're we're getting low on time here. But I want to I want to go okay. back to a couple things about earlier about this game. One is that we did see some frequent use of the mesh point. Something we did not see from Lamar Jackson in 2019 was coming out of the mesh and throwing a pass. There were only three times the entire season he did it. Twice in week one, and one is the other was in week four or five against either the Steelers or Browns. Um, in in uh, in a game, but in the Miami game, I believe he threw the eighty some yard pass to to uh, to uh, Hollywood was yes. was came out of the mesh, and then I think there was another twenty three yard pass to either Andrews or Boyle's he, Boyle he threw that was also came out of the mesh. So it was a, this was this was the week of of uh, of getting it done. Yeah, those were two plays I wanted to discuss with you, if if you don't mind. Do we have time? Sure. Okay, so first, that 83-yard pass to Hollywood. Uh, the setup was uh, the Ravens were on the 17-yard line. It was a third and three. So uh, Lamar takes the ball back and gives a subtle little fake. I thought it was going to be a short pass to get the first down. He stands in the pocket for what seems like an eternity, confident as can be, he flicks the ball downfield. I'm watching this soaring, beautiful pass, and it falls perfectly into Hollywood's arms. And uh, I think it was Minka Fitzpatrick was still with the with the Dolphins. Yes. 
he had good coverage, but it was a perfect pass. Uh, and Hollywood, you know, broke the tackle and, and scampered into the end zone. I will tell you, it was like, I have to say this, it was like the spirit of Johnny Unitas came down and entered uh, Lamar's body because, I mean, he was standing there with such poise and confidence as compared to what I saw in Atlanta. And let me also follow up with the Boykin play because the statistics are it was a five-yard uh, pass or whatever, yeah. No, to Boykin, it was a five-yard touchdown pass. But the reality was uh, there was a free-running blitzer the Dolphins sent. Mm-hmm. Lamar had a scamper back. He, he's running past the 20-yard line, off his back foot. He flings the ball perfectly to Boykin at the end of the end zone. And uh, Boykin made a good play. He broke free. So the ball had to travel 30 yards for a five-yard touchdown play. So it might have been Boykin's best play as a Raven. It was it was certainly one of the good ones. But but what I recall about that play for Boykin was that that um, Lamar read it very well. There are two guys covering Boykin, one of whom I believe may have been Fitzpatrick again. And both of them had their back turned to Lamar. And he said, oh, throw it now because – the, the, the defender has much less of a chance to pick the ball up if they're not seeing it come out of the quarterback's hands. And he did, and, and he threw it to an open spot in the end zone. Boykin got there and, and made the play. But back-back eyes is exactly what you're looking for in terms of the slot machine payoff for, to, to, to have that, uh, that play be open. That was a great one. That's all we have time for in terms of, of, of plays from this game. But what, okay. a wonderful, what a wonderful game that was in terms of, uh, of – uh, you know, just setting the season off on the right it, tone. And it was, it was a great, relaxing, wonderful experience. Uh, Ken, if I may, I'd like to uh, uh, give a shout out to uh, my brothers, uh, Richard and Norm, mm-hmm. uh, who are great Ravens fans, and my son, Jared, who came in from Atlanta to go to the, that game with me, and also uh, – to the Aventura North Miami Beach Lions Club. It's a charitable organization I belong to, and we do a lot of great work in the Miami area. All right. Outstanding, Mark. Appreciate that. Appreciate your plugs there. Lamar Jackson's perfect passer rating that day was one of the you know few that have occurred in NFL history and and uh, was just outstanding in terms of, uh, of, of every aspect and definitely had turned us around on Lamar the passer. Other folks out there, if you'd like to do what Mark did and come on and do a That One Play episode, please hit me up with a DM on Twitter. They're always open. Love to hear your other thoughts for off-season activity, off-season uh, uh, content. Uh, I'll get back to you real quick, and uh, DMs are always open. Uh, Mark, thanks again for coming on. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.